Hey, Warwick. Hey, Nicole. How you going? I'm nervous. I was going to tell you a time traveling joke today. Ooh, I'd like to travel you through. Didn't like it. You didn't like it. Welcome to the Tradies and Business Podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. <laughs> You've lost me. <laughs> I didn't with you at all. No. Well, obviously I, I went I okay. realised you didn't like it. I just travelled through time and I got it. <laughs> Would you like to go back and re-record this? Because... I want to go back in time and be smarter and funnier yeah, and maybe less grey. <laughs> I'll go back to telling you the jokes before we press record. <laughs> My brain was going somewhere else then. Clearly. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. You think we'd be pretty good at this joke thing? We're definitely not going to be joining the Sydney comedy festival or anything anytime soon, uh, Coxie. Uh, I'll take one for the team and say it must have been my delivery. <laughs> uh, all right. So we well, have a guest today who fortunately has not hung up instantly <laughs> at uh, the sound of that. Brad Young, uh, welcome to the podcast, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. I'm almost not sure I believe you, actually. <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, no. and if you could... Actually, we're crossing through time again, maybe. <laughs> if you could travel through time, where where in time would you like to travel to, mate? Oh, good question. That's a that's a good one. Um, backwards somewhere. I wouldn't go forwards. I think it's too scary going forwards. And <laughs> what's going to happen with computers and AI and people taking over the world? Computers taking over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably the sixties. In the sixties. Yeah, no. Sort of, 60s or 70s and, you know, the beach, Californian beach lifestyle sort of thing, something like that. Crashing cars in the 60s. Malibu surfboards, plenty of... That's it. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) But plenty of anything. Plenty of whatever you want, whatever you want in the 60s. Anything goes. Yeah. (laughs) Nice, mate. Nice. Now, Brad, uh, you are a tradie. Not a time traveller. No. And uh, I'm not a comedian. So, uh, and your business is the grout guy. It is. Yep. You, you clearly like mold and, um, soap scum and gunge and stuff. Gunge. Mate, it's, it's funny you say that straight away. Like it's one of the really cool things was actually getting it all off. And yeah. Going, you know, like it's because it's, you know, it's sort of like tiling background or I was never tiled. I was just fell into re-routing, but most of the guys are tiling backgrounds so they. They're sort of like close to finishing trades, but they're not mm. quite, you know, like mm. they're there, but not, not really. Um, and the job satisfaction, it is there. Absolutely. Like, you know, you go in and there's a blank canvas, and you, 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 you lay a floor or a bathroom or a feature wall or something and it, and it comes out pretty nice. But if you go into someone's house, I've been living in for however long and it's moldy and gross and whatever else. <clears throat> and then four or five hours later, you come out and it looks like it was when it was just done. Mm. That's cool. You know, that's my time travel, mate. It is, nearly. So you are time traveling. Why? You're taking bathrooms back to the 60s. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not with the tile color choices, though. Not not back. Well, they're coming back, I think. Yeah, and you're up. Crazy colors and patterns and all sorts. So Paisley shower tiles. 
Yeah. It's a vibe. Nice. <laughs> wait and see. Wait and see. So. All right. So, Brad, uh, let our listeners know, mate. What's what's your uh, Back to the Future bio sound like? How did how did all this start out for you, and how did you come to be scratching mould out of people's tiles? It's um. So going through school, I was playing ice hockey. Uh, ended up in Canada in year eleven or grade eleven. Wow. Um, and played a little bit over there for a while. Came home and enrolled in TAFE to be a draftsman for three days. Literally three days. Like I lasted three days. I couldn't listen to anyone. Because uh, I sort of got it. Like I'd, got, I'd, I'd left but was got in you know, anyway. I'd had a job in between there and a bottle of um, And that, that went. That was actually a lot of fun. Oh, it was a bit of a rough neighborhood in a bottle of 17. You see a lot. It's, oh, yeah. You know, Friday, Saturday night. I shouldn't say Friday, Saturday. It was every night at that, yeah. in that suburb. But um, yeah, it was sort of cool. And then ended up, it was a family friend. He was just regrouting showers and he was called the shower man. Uh, he had previously built it up to seven or eight vans. And then oh. he was getting, he was the oldest. He, well, he's, he's not on the list, unfortunately, but he was a uh, 70 odd, I think, when, when I was working with him. Wow. And yeah, he just, just potted around. He, he really wasn't going after, you know, he didn't want to do break any records of how many jobs he could get done or anything like that. So I sort of learned it off him and learned it at a slowish pace, I guess. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't, wasn't too quick. Um, he offered me, he had phone fax numbers back then. Oh, Work orders coming through by faxes. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there in the same boat. You know, like you're sitting yep. next to the fax machine and it's yeah, making its stupid noise and <laughs> out, out comes the, the work order. Um, yeah, so that, I, I bought one of those phone fax numbers off him because he'd moved from the northern suburbs in Perth to the southern suburbs. So I bought the northern number off him, and uh, that's where the grout guy was born. Uh, so I was 17, as I said before, and then um, mucked around with it for at least seven or eight years, really. Like we, It was just me and a mate or two every now and then when I got a big job to help me out. and mm. uh, Like it wasn't. It wasn't professional. It wasn't. It wasn't anything. It was. It was a bunky old Ford Longreach Ute with the <laughs> driver's door was falling off it. Like the welds falling through, and it's just a. Anyway, it was a bit of a disaster, really. But um, bit of persistence, and and uh, it was 2015 or 16, and then we rebranded. We got two personal loans out. One, and then I, I decided to buy a boat with one of them. Um, and and uh that's fun along the way, I guess. That's, that's all I'll say about that. You still have the boat, Brad. Uh I'm on, I'm on the fourth boat here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I like my boats. <laughs> but um yeah, that was uh yeah, it was a bit of fun back then. And yeah, as I say, rebranded, got the logo and the colours that we've got now. Um and yeah, just that's when we got serious and and fast forward six and a half or seven years, I guess now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had two or three staff then. We got about a hundred now, um, four states, uh, trying to make money, you know, every now and then that works and every now and then it doesn't work. But yeah, yeah. Uh, the consistency is the, the big one. Like we, we went to a point a few years ago before we sort of expanded our race where we got it really consistent, I guess, and that that was cool. Um, you know, sort of every every quarter you could, I could tell you what we were going to make every quarter. It was mm. simple. We just we had a backlog. We didn't have to advertise. It was just easy. Mm. Um, but it was only so big. So 
And then we were like, right, you know, how do we make this thing bigger and better and whatever else? So, um, couple of business coaches and in between and yeah, balls to the wall and just go for it. So, and sort of where we are now, um, a few systems that broken in the meantime and we tried to fix them and, and I think we've got something that's almost working now. So yes, yeah, I don't know if that, if that was a quick bio, but I, that's, that's the work bio anyway. <laughs> Why, three kids. Another one on the way, or three boys, another boy on the way. Um, oh, your wife's a lucky lady. Yeah, boys everywhere. So um, two cats that boys, um, <laughs> mother-in-law is currently living with us. Her mother-in-law, my mother, living with us there. Uh, yeah, fine. Wow. That's a, that's a hell of a transition from a kid who, am I reading between the lines, didn't finish school? Didn't finish school, no. <clears throat> yeah, went. The dad. head of a company with 100 team members. Yeah. Doing grouts. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Just grand. I'll, I'll just around the office. If someone's pissed off, I just, I'm just like, it's just grand shouts. Yeah. <laughs> like, if a customer's pissed off, I'm like, we're just grouting your shower. It's not the end of the world. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we use a grinder in between tiles and every now and then, yeah, we're going to hit tiles and we've got to replace tiles or replace a bloody bathroom every now and then or, or, or whatever, right? Happens. And yeah, I get it. People are going to be pissed. You know, they're going to be fucking hell up. Don't. Don't ruin my bathroom. Like, well, we'll fix it. Just we can't fix it in four hours, though. Like, no, see that was it. You need your expectations. You got to manage those expectations pretty quickly. Then, I mean, you know, yeah, no one's bloody injured or you know, going to die or anything. It's just, no. it's, like, it's just crap. <laughs> I uh, I love that saying, and it's it's not at all politically correct these days and you know I'm trying to be a bit more careful at my age of the shit that I say out loud in public especially but my 12 year old daughter thinks it's hilarious it's like but did you die yeah You're like, she comes to me it's like dad uh, I'm like did you die she's like no so it's really not that big a deal <laughs> just not it's just not and while people freak out about crazy stuff it's just you know you owe money to someone someone owes you money like just you're still breathing. Well, mm. you got a pulse. Who, who gives a shit? Mm. End of the day, that all come. Everyone sorts that out. It doesn't matter. Right. That that leads me to to a question on that, and we're going to bounce around a fair bit today, I suspect, yes. as things yeah. pop up. Uh, so, warning, listeners, strap yourselves in for a random pinball episode here, uh, mate. Um, hundred plus team members, uh, four states. You seem to have a pretty, um, you know, I wouldn't say lax, but maybe relaxed attitude to, you know, like we're grouting showers, mate. To, don't get your knickers in a knot. How do you find uh, leading a team of a hundred or so goes for you? Because you must have all types of personalities in your business. Um, which becomes, from what we see, very challenging to set a culture and then maintain it. How do you find you deal with that? Um, I set the expectation that no one is, no one should take themselves too seriously. I think that's probably one of the biggest things. And as you sort of alluded to just then, I don't take myself too seriously either. Because um, it's just, if you do, you, I think you can end up in a sort of like this self perpetual perpetuating sort of what um <clears throat> I'm not not look over like you you think yourself so you you're just too you're better than other people or I should say better but you know that that whole 
I hate saying that as well. So hence I was like stumbling around there. Like, because <laughs> no one's better than anyone. Like, it's, we're all just human beings. We're just, yeah, yeah. Just whack together, right? Um, but, you know, you you do get those egos in, in groups of people that are just, a, they're hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, we manage them pretty quickly and, and, and get rid of them. Um, can, can I swear here? Yeah, go. You already have, mate. I think you've dropped one F ball so far. Um, so oh, I'm in. trying so hard not to. You've, you've cracked the valve, not <laughs> so uh, just cut loose, buddy. Oh, right. Yeah. So the guys with ego, fuck them all. Simple. Yeah, yep. um, Agree. And guys or girls, you know, like this, we got um, 11, 12 in the office. Um, if, you know, if there's someone, well, we had someone not that long ago, actually, uh, and and was just, just a bit abrupt and lasted four days. Like mm. Just interviewed really, really well. Trialed really well. First bit of the training was was like we were like, this chick's going to be a star. We're going to be one of the best we've got. And four days later, just just two or three, like she sort of butted in a little bit, and we we're like, nah, see you later. Like mm. just can't do that. It's um, yeah, yeah. You got to know that you, no one's better than anyone else, but there's still a pegging order. If that makes sense. Yeah, does that and it's just managing the expectations. That's it. So to answer your questions, ma- managing their expectations of themselves, um, and then the the managers as well. Like, well, I've never hired a manager. You know, like we've just promoted internally. And yeah, nice. I think sport actually helped me a lot. So mm-hmm. playing hockey had some really good captains, coaches through the years, and um, yeah, looking back, I think that's helped that experience, I guess, of being led by, by good leaders that way. Mm. Um, and, and seeing that and especially Canada, I got, got exposed to some pretty, um, pretty sort of hot, I, I was there, like there was an NHL lockout, like there was a pay dispute in 04, 05. And that's when I was there. Mm-hmm. And the, the place I was, I lived in Canada was like, sort of like big holiday town. So a lot of them lived there. We've got houses there, like the NHLers. So then we're sort of hanging out with them at the gym and, and it was, it was cool because you got exposed to that at such a young age. So yeah, only happened. Yeah. Brad, what do you think makes a good leader then, given that you've had that exposure? What do you think pulls it together and creates a great leader? Humble. Don't think you're better than anyone. Mm. Full stop. That's, I, I couldn't say that more definitely. I, if someone thinks of that, you know, last week, uh wasn't last week, last week I was in Sydney, but I was just doing clothes to the boys. So like, I literally rock up. I was sitting at Macca's one morning in Military Road in Mosman, if anyone knows that. Um, so flew in Wednesday night, stayed at the ho- hotel at the airport, got an Uber over to Macca's, called the Starsman that lives in Neutral Bay, and I'm like, wait, pick me up at Macca's, and he didn't know I was there. <laughs> and I just rode along with him for the day, and, and you know, I just got a bloody shirt on and run around, and, and you, you, you just make sure you fit in. You don't go to... I don't know. I, I came from that, I guess. So that's that yeah. made it easy. And, and I like, I really like sort of going around and talking to customers and, and being on the front line. I think that's really cool. Um, and I think that the disconnect from some leaders that, that don't, shouldn't do this because it's not that at all. It's more <laughs> this way. Um, yeah, yeah. Yep. Contradicting myself with doing that gesture. But, uh, yeah, good leader, I think, or is always in touch with, with the customer, like that human sort of interaction. Yeah. Brad? Politicians could learn a thing or two from this. Uh, they have more to learn than they could possibly manage. Yes. Uh, Brad, 
we hear a lot of uh, business owners, especially tradies, obviously, Coxie and I only work with tradies, and particularly from the guys um, who have been on the tools and then they want to transition to being off the tools more because that's what it requires to be able to grow and manage a business and a team of people, as you know. Uh, yep. But there's this stumbling block of guilt for a lot of them when they start to spend less time on the tools. They're, you know, sending people out to do the hard work in inverted commas. Did you mm-hmm. find any of that sort of guilt tripping in your transition? Uh, only, so sort of, I, I think there's two ways there is, is the sort of thing about it. There's the guilt from like customer and making sure that the quality's there. And then there's the guilt of like, oh, I'm sending someone to go to the work that I could do. And then that's money I'm giving them. And I could be taking that to give to my family and you know, whatever. There's, there's, I think there's sort of two, two brackets here. Um, the first one with the, with the customers and quality. Cool. I get that. That's a, it's a hard one to, to manage, but then. Yeah, I'd hate to, I'm, I'm going to admit it, but anyway, um, when I hired guys that were better than me at the job, I was like, why would I ever go? Yeah. So yeah. They, they, were, they were quicker, they were better. Oh, you know, there's always things that they, you know, they're working for me at that point. So like, you know, they might not clean up quite as well. And I'm like, well, that's, yes, that's part of the job, don't get me wrong. But if they're doing the job in 20 seconds less time, that's just as good or even better than what I would have done. Uh, well, they, they can clean up for the. 10 minutes and, you know, that's just a bit of slapping them, sucking around a little bit mm-hmm. um, or spending time with them on the tool so which is fun in, in my, my eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second one, which is harder, is you take a pay cut between being on the tools and then getting to a point when you're off the tools and you don't have to go on, you know, well, if you're, like for me, I was on the tools and I had five others, I think, so there's six of us on the tools at some, at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... We wouldn't have made the same money like me and the, and the wife till we had ten. Are we? Mm-hmm. So we had to make up that gap of me being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even then, like I would still go do a job. Um, did I have to? No, I don't know. I, I, I was really slow in transitioning from from being on like I shouldn't say slow. Like I sort of made the cut where I was like, nah, I'm not going to do any more work. Yep. But I always had stuff like I had a highlux for. for Donkeys is and always has stuff in it. Always yeah. all the all the grouts and the silicons, whatever. And I always used to. Um, it was a mess when I went forward driving because it was just bouncing around <laughs> in my head. Um, I sunk a Hilux actually with grout in it, which was oh, no. that was uh, <laughs> that was that was an older Hilux. It was uh, anyway, different story. But uh, so they're not actually unbreakable. We have we have to write a complaint letter to Toyota about it. No, I, we we got to work it again. No, <laughs> we got to work it again. So yeah, nearly unbreakable. Um, it did have a death knock when I sold it. I sold it for thousand bucks. Uh, <laughs> someone had to put in the engine in it. But anyway, um, no. What it, made you? It, what made you slow? You, you said you were slow to transition. Because I, because I kept wanting to go back. Like that guilt factor. I think it was the guilt of the money. So um, everyone's done a cashier too. You we probably shouldn't promote it too much, but or. Whatever, but um, yeah, there's any of the cashies I just go to. Yeah, why not? Because um, I don't have to pay anyone. You don't, you know, it's it's like you're just doing it for your mate at that point. The the money never touches the business. Um, whereas if you got to pay someone to go do that cashie, that's you know that's sort of not on in in my eyes. So then it's it's got to go through the books. So 
Um, maybe that a little bit in the beginning. Um, but was a slow, I guess I made the point to get off the tools, but I did a lot of quotes for a long time. Kept doing that for ages, like years. I, I mean, three or four years I, I was dribbling and doing them and I should have just cut it. And mm, I think if you do, uh, you, you end up in a, it's a harder transition as in, you know, you, you take that bit of a hit for a few months or whatever, but you're out of it all of a sudden. Uh, and we've learned that actually expanding to different states. <clears throat> so in Vic, we used to send guys from here to Vic, get them an Airbnb because we didn't have, we had so much work there. We got layers from day to Um, we didn't have the guys. Yeah. And I used to be over there and my mate used to live like, well, mate slash business partner over there lived in, out in Mount Dandenong, if anyone knows what that is. And like going to the other side of the bay for a seven o'clock job, well, you got to leave it quarter to five. And it's just, oh, yeah. well, if you leave any later, you you don't get there too late. But yeah. if you leave it quarter to five, you're there early. Just because the track just, mm-hmm. anyway, Melbourne sorted it out. Get some, get the cross city tunnel going. Mate. <laughs> Make it easy on poor Brad. Yeah. As, as somebody doesn't work there, but used to have to go from the airport to out east, I'm like, give me that part of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Especially after the flight across uh, across the country, mate. Yep, absolutely. So, um, yeah. It's, so, yeah, sorry. So, Melbourne, we were doing that a lot and going back and forth to to do the work and get on the tools. And this, uh, not that I was on the tools here. But we're going over there and and and, and working a bit. Um, Sydney, I did one job there. I I've done a job in every state, only but that's only because I did a job in Queensland two weeks ago. <laughs> was it a cashy, mate? Was it a cashy? No, it wasn't actually. Buddy, it was a freebie, even. Oh, worse. We went there and it was just like because a bloke had missed a little bit of silicon because all he did was silicon. The bath up instead of like regrading the whole lot because like oh we can't regrade these tiles blah 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 they're just chipping and we got there and yeah okay the the tiles were all chipped and there was a couple of marks on them and stuff because someone had regraded it before and I just made a dog's breakfast up and I was just like I was there with Cam business partner it's like mate let's just grade it like it's not going to take us long like we'll just rip the grade it and, and do it again and it looks it looked in mirror and parts like we can't do anything about whoever chipped the tiles or scratched them before. But at least the grout looks brand new. So, and they were just, they were going to sell the house anyway. So, they just needed to tie it up and make it look good. So, anyway. Um, I love what. But yeah, Sydney, Queensland, haven't really done any jobs and it's worked a lot better. We, we, we got to a point where we got like 10, 15 guys there in, in each state and, and going well. First, you know, in, in months, 18 months or something. Sydney, well, New South, we started right in the middle of COVID. Um, and then, who was it? Gladys that said, no construction work. Yeah. At all, it works. Yeah, I'm sure. Plenty of guys in in Sydney that were just like, man, that was that was just shit for yeah. for a while. Um, mm. yeah, yeah, for a young business and uh, we're spending money on advertising. As soon as you commit to advertising, you, you know you can push it out absolutely. You can mm. negotiate. Everything's a negotiation, isn't it? So, um, mm. we did a little bit of that, but we had the money there and committed to spend, so we had to spend it, which is fine because you end up with a with a brand name in the city and it's, a, it's obviously the biggest city we got. So um, it's an investment for the future. It's like, a philosophical way to look at us. Or enough. Money down the drain. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Brad, how did you make the decision or why did you make the decision to expand into the other states? Uh, I fell into it. 
So we're going to franchise um, many, many years ago. The franchise model required us to put our prices up sort of 35, 40% like immediately for us to make any money. And I didn't want to do that. So we didn't. And it was one of my best mates. He was like, he's from Melbourne. And he's like, hey, I'll buy the Victorian master franchise off you. Mm-hmm. Like that's he was like, yeah, I'm in. He Rio for 10 or 12 years or something mm-hmm. and just, just had a gut full of being away every other week. Yeah. And um, so we, then we, I had to break it to him that we weren't going to franchise and um, he just didn't accept that he wasn't going to be part of the business, to be honest. So uh, we came up with like, we've got like a licensing model now. So he, uh, he owns nearly half of it. Not quite. I've, I've, I'm, I'm selfish enough that I've kept control of it. Uh, but uh yes, he he's now Melbourne and well Victoria and Queensland, sorry. And it's um brother in law that's in, in uh New South. But New South was actually a, a business coach that sort of went south. Uh, she wanted to be involved. Um and then yeah, obviously for one thing or another didn't didn't work out. But um yeah, we've New South's been a been a tricky one, but the others, that's how it sort of came about. It was a, it was a mate who wanted to be involved. He's, he's mm-hmm. you know, obviously we we were making a buck or two out of it, and uh, and I was home every night. He he was making good money up in the mines, but just you know, he was FIFO at Melbourne for a long time, so he'd stay at our house, you know, day in day out, you know, like a fly in day fly out day sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was Rio paid for those flights for a little while to Melbourne, but then. They started, they stopped it at some point, and then he's like, nah, can't. So he was booking these flights months and months, yeah, and he became like the best, well, one, you know, he was just such a shark at booking these flights, but um, yeah, it got to a point where, and that's how Melbourne came about. So, mm-hmm. Sydney and Queensland, so yeah. Hey, Tradies in Business was here. Sorry to interrupt your listening pleasure. I'm joined by Coxie, of course. Hello. You may not know this, tradie or tradie wife or whoever you are listening to this program, but we're business coaches. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That feels weird to say. <laughs> but we do actually work with people just like you to solve a bunch of problems. And we have this fantastic program called the Tradiepreneur Program, And that's how we do it. And we do it with a wonderful community of trade business owners who are all trying to fix or improve or change things to progress. Things like getting behind on quoting, Coxie. Feeling overwhelmed, behind on your invoicing, feeling really stressed or frustrated about the money stuff. Sometimes you can pay the bills, sometimes you can't. What about staff? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh, staff. Trying to get them to do what you want them to do, if you can even find them in the first place. Uh, there's so many struggles. And we've seen clients tackle these things in their trade businesses in a quite a short space of time, to be honest, mm-hmm. during the program and recruit staff at a time where everybody was saying you can't get good staff, mm-hmm. improve their quality from their team, collect their debts much more quickly. We How have sessions. Tips? 
Yes. Getting tips, yes. So uh, people rounding up, customers rounding up the invoice by hundreds of dollars mm -hmm. because they're so happy with the sales process and the experience of dealing with the trade business owner and their team. So some amazing stories from our clients. But, you know, as they say in the, in the commercials, don't take it from us. Uh, <laughs> hear what some of our clients have to say. Coming into Christmas, we are not worried about money. We've got enough money in the bank to pay everybody's leave. There's work booked in for the new year. And for the first time in a long time, we'll be having three weeks off and not worrying about the business. That's probably the biggest win of all. Using the cash flow forecast, I've been able to look into the future and see where I'm gonna be situated financially. And it's actually started to have a huge bearing on whether or not I make purchases. By far, one of the best things about working with Nick and Woz are the other businesses that are working alongside them. It is amazing how empowering it is to be working alongside like-minded people who have similar goals, similar troubles. We can all relate to each other and everybody helps everybody out by figuring out problems with you that they may have faced previously. Everybody has solutions and constructive feedback and it's an incredibly friendly, warm, welcoming environment, not threatening at all. From every job, I know that I will get a sustainable wage that's industry leading. I can have at least 10 to 20% profit and I can pay taxes, super, all of that. And I do not have to question whether or not I can because of the way that it's been built. And that is thanks to traders in business and what they've taught me and what I've learned. So there you go. There's some real people. We did not pay them to say those things. <laughs> and I think that sounds a lot better than Coxie and I reading them out. We really would love for you to check out more about how you could take your trade business to where you would like it to be. Surely you have a vision of what things could be like or what you wish they were like on a day-to-day -day basis, mm -hmm. um, whether that is reducing stress or actually making more money. Maybe it's spending more time with the family, taking more holidays, having the choice mm. that you really wanted when you started your business instead of this beast that seems to be there for many of you listening to this program. So if you want to find out more about how we do this through the Tradiepreneur program, Coxie's going to tell you all about it. <laughs> I'm actually not. I'm going to be really secretive and uh, keep all of our magic up our sleeves. What I would like you to do, though, is head on over to tradiesandbusiness.com.au. You can learn all about us, why we do what we do, and how you can work with us, what that actually looks like. There's a whole bunch of free stuff there for you to download, uh, lots of options. We've always got new stuff going up onto the website and a great place for you to learn a whole bunch more about how you can work with us. You can even book a 15-minute chat. For free free that's how abundant we are so head over to the website uh, check it out book a chat with us and we'd love to find out if you'd be a great fit for the tradiepreneur community and start hanging out with some of those people that you just heard from so brad how do you manage the other states given that you have the master share still of the business and your licensing arrangement like you're taking what sounds like a conversation between a couple of mates and turning it into a professional organization. How have you done that? I met, I'm going to go back a step. I met Cam at the pub at the OBH as well. It was random one night. And then we were both, we were in each other's wedding parties and anyway, anyway, um, they give them equity. So that, that was a big thing. I didn't, so there's a whole idea with a franchise model. We were going to that to go right. We've got these guys who don't give a shit and we've got these 
stupid callbacks that are like, oh, my tiles are dusty or there's footprints in my house. I'm like, come on, guys. I'm like, right, how do we give them ownership so that they don't do this? Yep. And we decided that wasn't a good idea from the franchise, obviously. Um, we just tell them what well, we just asked them nicely and uh, <laughs> we've got that under control a little, little bit better. Uh, give them skin in the game. So obviously they had to, you know, I set up the business in the other state. I then operate it for six weeks or so, operating, but not, well, we're trading from a tax point of view, right. but we're not operating as in, we're not going out there and doing jobs um, or, you know, spending money on advertising or buying stock and getting leases for warehouses and all that sort of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I sell that, the the portion to them, or I set that up and then sell it to them. So then they've got that capital that they're putting in mm-hmm. is how I expand it. Like mm-hmm. it's their money that mm-hmm. they're doing with this. Not, it never really cost me a cent in, in, in the long run, except for New South. We, we've had to throw a bit of cash in there, but that's, that's only because it was, I mean, get slapped with COVID for two years and, yeah. and you know. Don't start a business in COVID that's service based and you have to go out all the time for. Uh, yeah. Bit, bit, bit going, yeah. Good lesson for next next time we have a pandemic. Yeah, ne- next time around. Um <laughs> but no, that's that's how to manage like that's how we manage it really well, actually. So it's you know, if if the business isn't making any money, obviously they're not. Uh yeah, of course. And you know, they they take a wage because they're they're the state manager in that state or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the wage for a state manager or the dividends for the profitable business owner, there's, mm. there's, there's can be a fairly big difference there. Mm. Yeah. And obviously they, you know, you don't go in buying a business to, to just dawdle along and leave it. Well, you can, but, sure. uh, you know, if you make your life a little bit more comfortable, um, money doesn't buy happiness, but it's a lot happier with it, I guess. Oh so, yeah. It can solve a lot of problems, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I'd say I nearly do nothing, you know, yep. from, from each state. I'm there every, every other month, but, um, you know, it's to play ping pong and hopefully not lose too much of it, basically. And <laughs> be young, of course. Uh, yeah, it's, it's connecting with people on a human level. Going back to the whole, uh, you know, the whole leadership, what makes a good leader. Don't just bite orders, just go and have a, have a yarn with them. Have it's a beer. Nothing better than a beer with the boys. Except mm. if you're a girl and then it's not quite so fun. Brad, um, the I guess the connection and the management of the teams that go with each of the states, how involved are you with that? Or is your direct involvement mostly with the state managers? Uh, state managers. So we've got state manager, head of group, and then the boys in each state. Um, we then have a uh, chief staff, ops manager, and then all the group gals. Um, and we sort of got desks. It's like everything's run just out there. Um, and there's like a group of four, there's four, there's three stations of four desks and they run the different states. We've got a, uh, we don't call them, we did and then we didn't. Now I think the thing we're back to it. So we've got like state based, um, groups of girls. And so they concentrate on that state particularly. Yep. And it just helps. Like, you know, there's, there's a, I think there's a Bayswater in Perth, Melbourne or Victoria and in New South. Yeah. So those sorts of things are just, yep. Yeah. They can, they can be a head fuck for the girls. So just absolutely. So, yeah. So that's how much involvement I chat with the girls every, well, I try to every three or four weeks, you know, just 
it's like a chit chat around the room, and they just come in here and bitch and whinge about each other. No, they definitely bitch and whinge about you. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> no, nah, it's all it's all pretty good. Just the say, just you just got to connect with them. Otherwise, it's what are you doing? You're just going to work, and you know, all boring, and all the boss is dull, and he's just a dickhead. Like, well, he is until you get to know it, or and yeah. people. People fill in the blanks, don't they? Yep. That's right. Yeah. Make up their own story if you don't uh, write one for them. Indeed. Yeah. Brad, you've you've grown from just you to a hundred odd people involvement, four states. Uh, we we see a lot of people, I suppose, that go on the growth path. They get to a stage. You know, for some people, it's the the fifth employee. For some, it's the fifteenth. For some, it might be the seventy fifth. In your case. Uh, but they get to this stage where they just go, ah, oh, fuck, it'd be easier if I just went back to being on my own or just me and two blokes or something. Did you go through a period like that? I still think it. <laughs> <laughs> so what stops you from actually doing that? Like what keeps you going in a forwards direction instead of back to the sixties? Uh, I've got, I've got like, um, my head's fucked. I, I just keep thinking about what way into the future usually um so right now we've, we've built this system that's end-to-end so it's like from web, web lead or even like facebook ad google ad all the way through to like when someone pays and follow-ups and what they sell and we see everything <clears throat> uh which has taken three years and shit time money and everything on mm-hmm. but it's like all we're doing is grab so we can just sort of perfect this like niche little market over here uh can we do it in other trades? Don't know. Can we white label something like that and offer it, you know, like a bit like a Aeroflow or Service Rate or Simpro or there's a million, there's so many of them out there. Hmm. There's so many of them out there that haven't really connected with a lot of the big real estate companies like working with bigger trade companies because hmm. they can get faster turnaround. Yep. And as Bricks and Asian have done it half well, I think, um, where they've gone tradey, real estate tenant owner sort of thing, like the four personas and then how do you get all of those together? And so that's sort of like my my big my big idea without giving it away, well just giving it away and all but um but we won't tell anyone. But the more people that know about it, the better it is. Because I think, yeah. you know, something will happen, whether it's me or someone else, I mean, who cares? But um someone needs to put all that together. Yeah. And if they can. Um so what keeps me going? I don't know. It's problem solving. That's what keeps me going. I like solving problems. Uh, and if I just go back to, the, you know, going to regret someone's yeah or tile a splashback or something, like it's too easy. Mm. You've solved that problem. Yeah, I can do that. So what can I do? Well, I don't have a business with 120 employees. I don't have a business with 150 or, you know, and, you know the business out at 100 isn't, isn't as profitable as what it was at 70. How do we do that? You know, that's, that's probably the, that's, that's the big one right here. So. Yep. Although, you know, we have just come out of COVID and there's, there's, I'll, g- I'll give myself a little bit of a break because of that. But um, a few external factors, mate. Yeah, a little, a little bit. And then my accountant goes, oh, we couldn't have seen it coming. I'm like, well, at some point it was going to stop. Mm. Yeah. I'll keep, I'll keep myself because of that. I think, I don't think I'll be the only person doing that. But um, yeah, anyway, here's what it is. So, crack on. Yeah. Brad, are you noticing? So, We've just done a couple of podcast episodes about fear and how certainly on the eastern states of Australia, there's a lot of fear around recessions and whatnot. Yep. And you live, you've got this 
really interesting perspective where you get to see it from um, almost the cross-country viewpoint of what it looks like. I'm wondering if you're seeing shifts or change on the east that you're not seeing over there in the west, or are you seeing it's all very much the same? What What's the experience from your point of view? Um, it's fairly similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's definitely more disposable income in WA and Queensland than mm-hmm. there is in Vic or New South. Um, however, uh, Vic, Vic, we've built a really good bat. Like there's, there's a pretty good bat log in Vic for us now. Um, I want to say bat log, there's, I think there was like 600 quotes or something that were booked in. Um, yeah. And it's just like, you know, obviously we, we chance they're going pretty, you know, pretty quick, but we'll try and get them done in a week or so. But, um, it's, so I guess if you're doing those numbers, you, you know, like people, there's going to be enough people to say yes anyway. Yeah. Um, was quite, yeah, I don't know if I can comment much more than that, no, actually. Well, yeah, there's, there's definitely more cash reality in WA and, and, and Queensland, mm. for sure. Um, we went through a stage during COVID. Didn't matter what number we set on the quote, people were just like, yep, just do it. Like Victoria, we'd only just implemented what we call phone assessments, mm-hmm. probably six months prior to COVID hitting, mm-hmm. which is great because in Victoria, we, we got the exemption from the government after many, many phone calls to them. Um, but in writing at some point when we were like, right, we need this in writing that where, you know, it's, it's water ingress, right? So it's yeah. close. So you can't keep showering in a shower that's leaking. It means yeah. you need to fix it. Uh, so we got to that point where the government were like, yeah, it's okay to, it's okay for you, you guys to go on with emergency or whatever they classified it. Um, so we were just doing phone calls. So the, the quote guys could get through. 35 in a day yeah. instead of 15. Yeah. And then all of us, you know, like you create gaps, gaps get filled. Mm. Yep. And so we just, five guys were just ripping through this quote every day. And it just didn't, didn't matter what we said. But people were just like, yep, yep, yep. And it was just a, it was a fucking cash cow for like a good one for, for a long time. Um, and it still is in a way, but we just got to, there's always, System issues are fun to deal with, especially when they give someone a little bit longer for a job and, and it shouldn't, and then it, they can't get another job for the day. All of a sudden, band averages plummet. Yep. Percentages blow out, you know, fucking what happened that month. Um, but mm-hmm. that's, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I think I think overall, anyway, I think it's, you know, I don't think we're going to see it much, much worse than where we are. You know, I think it made a little bit more pain, but. Not, not too bad in, in my eyes. And we're, 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 yeah, yeah. We're, we're a service that has to be done. It doesn't yeah. have to be done. So there were different like maintenance plumbers or sparkies or where, you know, if your sewer blocks, if your three-year-old puts rocks down your inspection pot, you need it fixed. Speaking from experience, bad. <laughs> my three-year-old, if you're listening, <laughs> stop planting rocks down the bloody sewer pot. But anyway, um. It's it's a nightmare. It's four meters deep. Been there for two weeks. We've had four plumbers out. They can't get it out. Robotic cutter. Some someone suggested that, but then the water core block that won't work. So like, well, we're very reluctant. To, anyway, um, what a nightmare. <laughs> but you have to do it, right? Yeah. So they've got you over the barrel. You've got to pay them. You've got to get it done. Whereas if it's a leaking shower, well, oh, it's it's wetting the wall a bit, or it's, it's a little bit of damage there. 
over east where everything's timber, it's it's worse. Obviously, like it's more yeah. uh, urgent, I guess. Over here where everything's slab and brick, it, mm. it's not. It needs to be done still, but it's just oh. not as urgent as I say. So um, mm. Mm. yeah, we've got this. I keep telling everyone, you know, well, we're slowly getting busier. Um, I've got this. There's a stage called quote approval. So it's when the quote's been sent to the customer, but they haven't accepted it or they haven't said no. And that quote approval stage is the highest it's ever been. Mm. Um, it's quite, quite interesting. Or, you know, there's, sorry, the, the highest count. No. Yep. Mm, yeah. We've ever had. Yeah. A lot of potential in that list though, isn't there? There's a lot. Hit the list. Hit the list. There's <laughs> plenty of people who say that. So <laughs> We don't want to hit it. But for someone who could appear quite relaxed and casual, you you actually have a brilliant grasp on some of the real essentials, clearly, because mm. otherwise you wouldn't have a business the size that you do. But it could be really deceptive to see your relaxed, casual attitude and think, uh, you know, I really don't know how this guy got it from just himself all the way up to 110. But you have a fantastic grasp on, um, even though we talk a lot about productivity and the impact of productivity on on your profit line with our client base and it can be a hard concept for them to really grasp onto or, or find the key metrics that they can measure against. Mm-hmm. Whereas you seem to have, um, well, you're certainly languaging it really clearly as you discussed through some of those things today. I presume you didn't know that when you were 17. That's something you've had to learn over time. How did you learn it? Uh, question. No. My, so my family always had, or had a business where they were farming and then in, in, the airline industry, mm-hmm. um, just small stuff, or small mining stuff. Uh, so there, I think, I think, yeah, like, and and both of those are, are probably pretty mm-hmm. cash heavy, right? Yep. Um, farming, you got to put a couple million bucks in the ground and then hope it rains. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, make sure your numbers are right, so so you know you've got something left over, you know, come Christmas time and harvest. So. Right. Um, and then planes, if 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 anyone's got any experience with planes, like they yeah, cost an arm and leg, and then you know you got to try and make something at the end of the day as well. So from uh, rev per time period, like you know we we look at rev, rev per hour um, for for each one of our guys, and we we do that weekly. Um, we we've actually got a graph where we can look at it live um, these days, which is do, do we know because. You know, you've got a job that didn't get completed and all it needs is a clean or, you know, like it's, you've always got to look at it a little bit. It's a lagging indicator, so you can't come with it yep. to um, real time, I guess. Uh, but that's probably where I learned. I sort of first got the idea from yep. um, was dad bitching about stuff, I guess, when I was little and me just hearing it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, then there's been a few people on the way, actually, that, that have helped with that. Um well, I still pay a consult the franchise consultant or the you know the, the, the people we went to to help us to franchise we still, I still use it. That's yeah. Good. Comes in twice a month. Um and she's she's an absolute stickler for process and I'm not. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I, I, HR, we don't have a HR department at all. At all. No. Um I got a bloody good employment lawyer. Um yeah. that I have a beer with every now and then, which is which is a good way to go, I think. And anyone here, it's like, yeah, if you ever need to talk to people, just go and have a beer with them. Well, yeah. that's a great start. Um, yeah, it just helps. I guess. So uh, I can just give them a call if there's too big of an issue. But we've only had a couple over the years and 
and say, as long as you don't hire too many dickheads, it's fine. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, metrics, I don't know. Metrics is probably that. A lot of reading. I read a lot. When I, was, I don't read much now, actually, but I, I did go through a, a um, probably three or four years, and I, I was reading a book a week, um, and I listened to the odd audio audio book, the odd podcast, um, but really only I try and find guests that I know or know who they are and then listen to them yep. or, you know, someone that's recommended something. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's a nice, nice way to go about it. Um, there's so many of these things now where, you know, there's, you can relate, I guess, or, you know, yeah. like similar businesses or, you know, like if I find it, um, like plumbing maintenance and what we do, pretty similar in, in a way. So plumbing, plumbing maintenance jobs, they want three or four jobs a day and they, they usually want a couple of grand a van. We're, we're pretty close to them from mm-hmm. that, how we operate from just the just um, quantity side of things. So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It rambled forever, really. <laughs> it all sounds pretty straightforward, mate. You just uh, you it is. a shitty old ute, um, go do some work for people, and next minute you've got 100 staff and you're covering the whole of the country. Yeah. Just and don't full of boats as well. Yeah. No, no. Well, no I, I sell them along the way, don't worry. <laughs> You're not collecting people. Well, I am. And then you Upgrading. go, nah, I, don't, I, I fucking don't need this thing because it's cold. And you flog it. And then you get bored in summer and you go, oh, I really need a boat. That's <laughs> the worst, worst way possible. Uh, Got a boat. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't learn from that lesson. <laughs> Someone should start a podcast about 10 reasons why you shouldn't buy a boat or something. Yeah. And then all, it, all they'll do is talk about 10 reasons why you should buy a boat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, um, I I really want to ask you this question. It's it's a question that I've been asking for many many years on this podcast. Mm. Uh, if you had a thousand trade business owners in a room, I'll I'll make it a little more specific. Thousand trade business owners in a room. What's one piece of advice you would like to leave them with? If someone really gives you the shits. Don't worry about it and don't give up because of it. Mm, nice, mate. I like that. I don't mind it either. I don't think we've ever had advice like that before. I haven't heard that one before, mate. That's good. Too many people give up. That's yeah. what I'd say. Yeah. Too, too many people. Oh, fuck. It's going to be a job. Yep. Yep. And well, I reckon uh, three quarters of the guys we employ have been self-employed before. Wow. Wow, hey. Yeah. Uh, and I get it. You know, like you, you work, you work, you work, you get a tax bill and you're the fuck this. Yeah. I get it. Well, mm-hmm. payroll tax coming up. I get it. It's the day after my birthday. Nice. Happy birthday, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, no shit out. So every, about every year that, it's about Christmas time, I call, I call the account. I'm like, right, what's the estimate? Because we've got to start saving. We've got to start saving to pay a tax for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're just such a, a good citizen, Brad, that you're helping prop up the Australian economy. You are. Yeah, right. All by yourself, <laughs> <mate>. <laughs> Maybe you should you should name your next boat ATO or something. Yeah. Well, there's that um, Instagram channel. Fuck the tax man. It's all about guys going fishing. I like. It. <laughs> I think you just got all of our listeners over there immediately. Yeah, yeah. If you get them on the podcast next. Yes. Yeah. I'll, maybe I should have hit them up first. No, only just a few tips for you. 
Mate, yeah. um, be- before we, we let you go, because I'm sure you've got lots to do with 100 people to, uh, to keep in line, mate. And three uh, boys. Or maybe a couple of quick cashies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's, uh, mate, what's next for you and, and the Gurkai? Um, Get a stable, number one. We're close to that. We are. So we we want to do that. Maybe it risk. It is a recession-proof business. Oh, I, I know it is. We've we've had well close to calls before, so we'll mm-hmm. we'll we'll manage that. Um, what's next? I don't know. Watch this space. There's there's a few there's a few business names that we've got that are summer software. Um, as I sort of half teased a little bit before, but uh, whether we go that route or not, I'm, I'm not completely convinced on it because there's it's a it's a rabbit hole. But if we can get the idea to a point where someone will run with it or help you run with it. And I've just got some sort of a quiet side, uh, involvement to it maybe. Um, but grouting wise, we build the other states up, well, the, the other three states there, you know, we, we got a pretty decent, I think market share in WA. Uh, I think we can, you know, if we're the 10% state, fuck, we got a lot of growth over East, but anyway, um, New South, especially the biggest competitor in New South. Uh, I think they got about. I think they had about seventy vans on the road. Uh, we got eleven, apparently. So yeah, there's there's a bit bit of room there. Um, so yeah, watch us, watch out Sydney and 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 Eastern Seaboard, I guess. And uh, if we get anything else off the ground, that that'd be fun. Maybe sideways, maybe plumbing, maybe electrical. But there's there's a lot of guys that, that do that and fuck it up. And yeah. You know, yeah, there's some value in staying in your lane sometimes. Yeah, well, they make money, but they just—I don't want to be that guy either. Like rocking around, and you all of a sudden you get a rap for, you know, you charging people arm and leg for something they just didn't need to be. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, so, mate. Yeah, watch this place. Well, we'll we'll uh, keep an eye out for you whenever we're in Sydney, mate, and grab a beer. By the sounds of it, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'm a- Nice, Brad. Well, uh, mate, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure to, to hear your story and learn a bit more about what you've been up to. And I'm sure our listeners will get stacks of value out of that, mate. So uh, thanks each for your time, buddy. Thanks, Brad. No worries. Appreciate it. Thanks. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.